Welcome back to Ask Me in My House. <laughs> I'm Elena. And I'm Jordan. I'm currently mad at Jordan. Just saying. <laughs> just thought I would set the tone. She's a little bitter. You know what? I like Melina. I'm more like attracted to her when she's a little bit edgy <laughs> and feisty. you go with your weirdness again. I don't know. Like I just think it's adorable. you were attracted to moms. Now you're attracted <laughs> to angry moms. <laughs> well, you happen to be both. So I think I'm safe if I say I'm attracted to you. Being an angry mom right now. You're weird. I don't understand that. I don't either, but that's not what we're talking about on today's episode. I just I just wanted to point it out, just so y'all know. Melina had to get that off her chest. Yeah. Hi, I'm mad at my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Melina's funny. But we did, uh, in all seriousness, uh, we did want to uh, just come back to kind of circle around again on this whole idea of what's going on in the world right now. Um, there's a lot of people hurting uh, in several different ways, mm-hmm. more than just monetarily or socially, but people losing the lives of the loved ones that, you know, their family members and friends and uh, people in the front lines of this in the medical community mm-hmm. that are just wringing themselves out. Our good friend of ours, she said she's working 80 hours a week yeah, as that, a nurse. Yeah, and she has two twins at home. Yeah, it's just That nuts. are like a month old, older than Alethea. So I can't even imagine that. But um, we did have one more episode that we were going to do on mental health. And we were going to have a therapist come on. I'm not sure if you, if we've mentioned that already. I think we talked but, about it. Yeah, but because of everything that's been going on, we kind of had to reschedule that. We did want it to do it this week, but then... Um, that didn't end up working out, which has been my biggest life lesson so far is like, if things are not going to go to plan and haven't been going to plan. So just go with the flow. Especially you being someone who is very like plan, plan, plan. Yeah. It's, it's kind of upsetting that idea of I need to go with the flow now. Yeah. I'm okay with it though. I mean, I'm getting used to it, but I'm trying not to like, I just don't need another like thing to stress me out. So for sure, (laughs) I'm letting go as many things as I possibly can right now. But yes, we will have that episode up. We're kind of going to do like a on-air counseling session, mm-hmm. which I think will be very helpful for our audience, for all you guys out there listening of what is a normal, well, there's no real such thing as normal. But what does a typical session uh, with Melaine and me look like? And our our objective isn't to make our life so, you know, oh, look, this is this is how we are and this is our our struggles and, you know, learn about our lives. Mm-hmm. It's more so just to say, look, this is something so low, intimidating. It's not not something that you have to be worried about or concerned yeah. about. And it's something that we want to encourage everybody to do because we need more of it. And I think it would help a lot of people save themselves and spare themselves from pain and hurt and frustration and relationship toil. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, a, it's a great thing. So, yeah, we'll definitely circle back on that. But today um, we're talking a little bit more about what we can do during this season, uh, especially as Christians, for those of us who call ourselves believers in Jesus. Uh, If you'll recall, a couple weeks back, we talked about trusting in God in light of everything happening right now. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, we didn't want that to be like a one and done episode. Like, all right, cool. Check that box. We did our, you know, duty to the whole coronavirus pandemic. We we didn't want that to be the case. We did want to address things because it would be kind of weird if we didn't. 
mm-hmm. but we're seeing how such a well yeah that was like right when it first started now it's more so like we all realize that this is here and this is here to stay for a minute exactly it's not like a quick you know next yeah. onto the next piece of news like this is mm-hmm. this is something that is life altering for a lot of people and we don't want to take that lightly. We don't want to just make it a, a, a quick thing that we address and then, you know, pretend like everything else is well in the world. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is the whole world is in a crisis right now. I just read in the news today, 6.6 million Americans filed for unemployment this month. That's crazy. And or maybe that was March, but regardless, wow. in the last last month or so. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is equally as tragic and devastating as it is equally the perfect opportunity for the gospel to go out mm-hmm. at this time, right? The The gospel was built in times of trial, tragedy, adversity, and thrives in those situations because that's where people only, their only source of hope and assurance is in salvation and knowing Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. I just remember talking to my friend uh, from the academy, actually, she messaged me, saying, hey, I love Milena's videos. I love her Instagram page and all this stuff. I love your guys' podcast. And she just said, can you guys encourage us with some things? Do you have anything that might just help us with everything going on with what we see on the news and what we're hearing about and just directly experiencing? And we do have a couple of things. So this podcast is kind of a response um, to that and to others who have just wanted us to continue the conversation just to love on and encourage and share the hope of the gospel with you guys. But uh, Milena has something really special that she's releasing too. Probably by the time you guys hear this, it'll be out. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that, honey? Yes. So I have been wanting to do a devotional for a very long time. I've wanted to do like an official one, like with actual pages, like a physical devotional. And if you don't know what a devotional is, it's a... And like I hesitate to use that word. I know. It's just kind of like a... It's got such so a connotation like cliche, to it. Yeah. It's basically just here's a guide and some practical like research for when you're going through the Bible and studying a book or a theme or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Helps you kind of think through, critically yeah. on, on the scripture. So mm-hmm. Milena's kind of spearheading that. Super proud of her. Thanks. I'm not just saying that because <laughs> you're a little upset with me, but. Mm-hmm. He also told me my makeup looked pretty today, which like he never does. It's yes, just I do. <sighs> well, you're mad at me a lot, so I do say it a lot. That's <laughs> that's what I mean. Anyway, so I've been wanting to do a devotional, but then I was like, well, maybe before I take that big leap of doing like a full blown like sixty day devotional or something, maybe I should like scale it down and just do a week long one. And I was like, well, I could just do a free week long one, a PDF, something that's super easy for people to get a hand like their hands on. Um, So we already feel like um, a little bit in hot water already, like doing advertisements on a podcast. Yeah. So far be it from us that anything having to do with scripture or our faith as Christians (laughs) to be something Mm -hmm. for just pure monetary gain. Like if there's, if there's something that we can use to continue what we're doing in a form of monetary benefit, that's just something to keep the lights on. Yeah, that's great. We're not, you're not saying no to that, but we're not, we're not here to exploit people. We're not here to take advantage of something. Yeah. So that's why Milena wants to keep this as like Simple. as accessible as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be a seven day study on the book of Ruth and we will link it down below. 
and have it available to you guys. But I'm super excited about it. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give away all that all the juiciness that's in there. Just but, spill a little bit of tea. Just give us a little. Okay, I made it as simple and practical, but also like super in-depth as possible. I tried to like be the mixture between Ravi and Sadie Robertson. Does <laughs> Sadie, that make sense? Sadie Rob, Robert. Ravi's? Yeah, Sadie I tried Robertson. to like get the truth from Ravi and the cuteness of Sadie and like make a little concoction. That's not to say Sadie's not truthful and Ravi's not cute. Uh, I don't know that I would say Ravi's Or maybe, cute. maybe, okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I tried to like get a mixture of like re being relatable and understandable, but also like having like some actual truth and not just like fluffy cupcakes and like God loves you. Yes. You know? Want it to be so, something hard-hitting gospel yes. truth. Yeah. So um, that was just meant to be something encouraging to you guys. I know a lot of us have a lot more time on our hands. Um, a lot of us are wanting to use this time to speak into the Lord. Um, and I just thought it was such a good time to do it. So that is out Absolutely. for you all to enjoy. And also we do want to get more in, into the habit of going live on Instagram. And Everyone is going live. Have you noticed? I know, but it's just a perfect time right now. You know, I know. Like we've been saying we want to do that because we've done it in the past a but few times. Is it if it's annoying to people, we won't do that for sure. So you guys let so us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know, and then also let us know um, in our private Facebook page. It's called Ask Me My House. We will also link it down below. But let us know if you guys would like for us to do more Bible studies. We did a Bible study on John three. Um, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago or something. So yeah, let us loved know. It. They that, thought it yeah. was like really entertaining and oh, I perfect. thought it was, okay, cool. I, I thought it was pretty it. like, for me, I felt like we could have done so much, I always feel like it could do so much yeah. better when it comes to the scripture. You even felt that way with the devotional. You're like, I only have seven days. I only have so much time, but mm -hmm. there's just so much to explore. You'll yeah. never reach the bottom. Yeah. So let us know on there if you'd like for us to do more Bible study, quote unquote, stuff during this time. Um, and as well as I'm going to be doing like daily posting about the devotional every day on there too, just so you guys have like somewhere where you can talk to other women, other people about the devotional so you don't feel like you're going through it alone. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a heads up on kind of what's coming down the road from As For Me In My House, uh, we decided after having some discussions and really thinking long and hard about it, we do want to take uh, a season to hear from God ourselves without the expectation or pressure, so to speak, of kind of rolling out new episodes every week. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people might be thinking, what, just one podcast a week? That's nothing. You know, it's like Joe Rogan does four or five. Or <laughs> like, well, um, you know, we do work outside of this and um, we're going to try to take some time to plan out the next season, something that is not rushed. Three. Yeah, exactly. And it's not something we're just throwing out the throw out there. We really want to take our time and, and hear from the Lord in it. So we're going to be ending season two uh, at the end of this month, April. And we're going to take some time, a couple months or so, to plan out the next season. Uh, and just and have kind a of baby. Have a baby. Melania's going to take some maternity leave. I'm ramping up with stuff at work outside of the podcast. So it's going to be a busy season. And we're so thankful for it. We're so thankful for you guys. But um, I hope... You can understand that we'll, we'll need some time just to kind of take a step back and come back refreshed, ready to always try to improve and make things better. So yeah, and we've taken a season break before. Yeah, it was really short. It was only like a couple of weeks. Okay. And we rolled right in, but this is going to be like a true, you know, few months 
So yeah, more of that down the road. Um, we're not going anywhere. We're still going to be interacting on the Facebook page and jumping on Instagram here and there. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's just a quick little update of what's coming down the road for as for me in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before we just jump in real quick, I would like to thank Scentbird for sponsoring today's video. We've raved about them many times before. Um, as you guys know, Jordan and I both are really big on scents. We always like we'll pick a scent going on with like an event so like for a wedding day we had a specific perfume and cologne that we wore same with Alethea's birth like we always love the honeymoon (laughs) yes we always will like do a scent with what's going on because you tend to remember it more um so we absolutely love scent birds so if you guys haven't heard of them before it's a monthly luxury perfume and cologne subscription service with over 600 designer brands jordan always gets like gucci and like Giorgio armani he gets like real fancy ones um because yeah, i would never pay for like the huge full-size bottle that would yes. just sit on my shelf for yeah so years. you just choose the fragrance you can try it out and they'll send you a 30-day supply that's travel friendly it's a refillable case it's really cute um, I just love it. It's very convenient when we go to travel. We keep them literally all over everywhere. I have one when we used to go to the gym. I had one in my gym bag. I have one in my diaper bag. I have one in my car. I have one upstairs. I have one downstairs. We literally have them like dispersed it around the house because they're just so t- like perfect. Um, my favorite scent is Vivula Juicy. I've always worn Vivula Juicy. It's like one of Jordan's favorites for me as well. It is. Because I wore it like when we were dating again, the whole scent memory thing. It takes me back, you know. Yes. Yeah. So it's great if you want to try something new or um, if you want to discover any new scents, old scents, they have so many different options for you guys to try out. So I think it's such a good idea and we absolutely love it. So you guys can get 30% off your first month today. That's only $10 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash house and use my promo code house for 30% off. That means that your first perfume or cologne is just $10. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D dot com slash house to sign up and use promo code house. So go on ad and smell yummy and delicious, y'all. Yeah, and as we kind of mentioned at the beginning here, we just want to flood this episode with scripture. Uh, Nothing that Melana and I will say is powerful enough to change anything. That's no surprise. But God's word is, right? Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the Bible is living and active. It's doing a work in our hearts. It has the power to save us. And we just want to take some time to look into a few passages and look at a few characters and stories that really could, I think, could help offer a lot of encouragement and comfort uh, in such a time that's kind of uncertain and people are kind of on edge and not really sure what's going to happen. So... Let's just go to the word and see what we can learn from it and kind of apply to our situation. Mm-hmm. First person we're going to talk about is Job. <laughs> I see somebody's Job. been reading their Bible. <laughs> I was just going to say Job is the first book that I read this year. Yeah. That's I somebody I always I think started, of. But like, why is it pronounced Job when it's literally Job? It's probably a translation thing, but anyways... That's somebody we always think of right away, right? When we think of the idea of trial, adversity. I mean, he had everything. If you read the story, he had all this land and all this livestock and wealth and family and food and house and everything. He had everything that you could desire in a material sense. Mm. 
And he was also an upright and just and godly man. Mm -hmm. And in a blink, it was all taken from him. For like literally no reason. Yeah. Does that sound kind of like some people's experience right now with coronavirus? Literally, everything's like thriving. People are doing great. And generally speaking, you know, on the whole, there's a lot like economic, you know, prosperity and things are up and up and starting to kind of take off. And now all of a sudden, boom, coronavirus hits and we're like, oh, okay, well, uh, I got to cut this. I got to let these people go. I got to shut this down. I got to apply for this. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. in a second, everything was changed overnight, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And now we know that God restored Job in the end and he gave him double portion of all that he'd lost. But what I think is interesting is we see all that in hindsight, right? We read Job with an unfair bias, I, I think, because we know it all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. But what about being in the midst of struggle? I think there's so much we can learn from Job in just the wisdom and the questions that he asks. And it even says in, in Job that he did not sin in all, all of these things, meaning in spite of everything going on, he still had a heart that said, I'm going to trust the Lord and I know he's, he's good. But again, we, we know at the end of that he's restored if you read all the way through. What about like being in the midst of, of struggle where you're not necessarily on the other side of it? And if you recall, if you heard last week's episode, we talked with my buddy Zeke about kind of this idea of still being in process, still dealing with things like depression, um, suicidal thoughts, things like that. That's, that's all of us, right? We all have our crosses to bear and our battles to fight. And I think being in the midst of something is, is, is powerful for our Christian ministry and our Christian witness, because, uh, for example, if you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the book of Daniel, they were the guys that were thrown into the fiery furnace, right? Because they didn't bow down to the false god that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So he said, anyone who doesn't bow down to this statue, they're going to be thrown into this furnace. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were three Hebrews, they came with Daniel and were taken into captivity. And they said, look, we're you can take us into captivity. You can try to change our names, change our customs, change everything about us, but we're still going to serve and worship our God. And that obviously made Nebuchadnezzar furious. He said, grab them, throw them into the, the furnace. Even the two servants that were throwing them into the furnace, it was so hot that they themselves burned up and died, just throwing them into the furnace. But what I think is interesting is they told the king, even if God doesn't save us, we still won't bend our knees and worship your false gods. And they had no clue that God was going to save them, right? Of course, you know, when you read it, they... That's crazy. That, you know, God saves them. Mm -hmm. They trusted him in life and in death. Yeah. If if it has to be that way. But I, I want to focus and draw your attention to how God saved these three guys. Now, no, he didn't remove them from the furnace. He didn't take them out and like teleport them somewhere or mm. provide a way for them to run and escape. Mm-hmm. Rather, he was present with them in the midst of the fire. If you read through the story, Nebuchadnezzar asks one of his servants, what's going on in the furnace? And they look in and they kind of peer through a window and they see, and they said, I see three men standing there and a fourth is with them. And he looks like a son of God. Hmm. 
and that's you know the pre-incarnate Jesus before he was born on earth there saving them in the midst delivering them in the midst of the fire so I, I think this is just so, there's so much application here when you talk about being in the midst of something God doesn't always remove us directly from that but he will provide salvation and provide sustenance to sustain our soul in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. He's there with us in the I middle. I love that story. Yeah, it's powerful. I always get chills whenever I talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that's a really good point that I had never thought about. That What's he that? had them go th- into the fire. He had them live through that. He didn't just like pull them out. Right. I mean, there's so much there theologically. We can just unpack for hours, but... I think there's there's comfort in knowing that he's there in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remove us from it, and he doesn't. He's not above reaching down in to be with us in the midst of our struggle, too. Right. Right. Again, Hebrews talks about Jesus knowing and identifying with our suffering and with our struggles. That we have a high priest that knows all these things too. Jesus knew what it meant to be tempted. He knew what it meant to be tired he knew what it meant to be angry you know like melina's angry at me right now you know that kind of thing <laughs> but again in, in a I'm non-sinful being very way nice for someone who's angry at you <laughs> yeah you're saying. doing great honey i appreciate that you're doing amazing <laughs> sweetie thank you but yes um i think that's just just like our lord to be in the middle of it bearing with us and the gospels even say jesus says his Burden is light and his yoke is easy. So he wants to hear from us. He wants to uh, go. He wants us to go to him with our problems and with our, mm-hmm. our trials. So this might be big or small. Exactly. This is the opportune time, right? Mm-hmm. Here's, here's another example to encourage you further. Habakkuk, he's known as a minor prophet in the Old Testament. And he opens up his book by saying this. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me look at injustice and why do you look idly at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. And then he goes through basically this whole, he, he's pouring out his heart here saying, God, why, where are you? Why aren't you listening to me? What's going on? Why won't you save me? Why won't you make things right? And he has kind of this discourse back and forth with God and God ro- re- responds and answers him. And then at the very end of his book, he starts it with this that I just read. And then he ends it with this, though the fig tree should not blossom nor fruit beyond the vines. The produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on the high places. What I think is interesting about this, there's such imagery there you see in spite of all these things right nothing's going right nothing's nothing's well in the world yet still i will not only just accept things but rejoice in the lord right he's saying i will take joy 
in the God of my salvation. And then he throws in this weird little thing that we, we miss in our context. He says, he makes my feet like the deers. I was just going to ask you, what does that mean? <laughs> well, um, this is just me speculating here. I can't um, build a doctrine on this. Go ahead, Mr. Deer expert. <laughs> just because you see deer outside of our house every day. Doesn't I mean you know am a all, deer whisperer. I feed the deer in yeah, the backyard. Yeah, Jordan feeds the deer every day. I don't know if you guys know I that. chop up some Instagram? carrots and some apples. And I make sure I look up everything on Google, like highly verified and factual and checked to make sure like what's safe for deer. So. <laughs> and then I just throw it all like a big smorgasbord on a plate and I kind of line up the edge of the, uh, the edge of the trees there. But as I digress, when I was in Israel, I had the privilege and the blessing to go a s- twice, several times to, to the Holy Land. And uh, we saw these deer in En Gedi, which was kind of like this wilderness area if you remember the story of david and king david and king saul david was on the run from saul saul was trying to kill him because he was jealous of him didn't want him to take the throne and he's kind of hiding out in the woods or in the wilderness and in the mountains this is en gedi en gedi is filled with all of these mountain deer and even the whole the whole country of israel has deer kind of just randomly around but they're not deer like you would think in yeah do they look like ours not like the North American, Midwestern. It's, Bambi. It's not quite like that. No, they look more like goats. Mm. But they're not as cute. I don't know. They have like a different. Goats lo- are ugly. They're they're very unique looking. If you just look up En Gedi deer, you'll see like a picture of them. They're kind of funky looking. But hmm. uh, what I noticed about them, what I remember as we're driving and kind of taking these winding roads all throughout these mountains and hills and valleys, you would see these really steep cliffs with. Mm barely any ledge and yet you'd see these deer like hundreds of feet up with a, almost a straight drop down to their side and yeah. they're just standing there they're just chilling i've like, seen that on planet earth yeah and they're like climbing these things i'm like it scares me it's 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 as if habakkuk is saying in this they are these deer they're up high on the edge of these cliffs but they're uh, not, they're not worried they're at peace like everything around them they have every reason to be you know, afraid and like, oh man, mm-hmm. what's going to happen next? What's the my next step? Literally, oh, right? Wow. And it seems like we can fall at any moment, but as long as we are standing on Christ, our firm foundation, mm. we won't fall and he won't fail us. So wow. maybe that's taking a little bit too much liberty of the scripture, but that's what my mind thought of when I saw he makes my feet like the deers. And, and he said, that he reminded makes me. me tread on high places, on my high places. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like that. they do. See, I'm telling you guys, the Bible is just so, so visual. Me As a visual learner myself, I love my Bible. Yes, it's great. I, I think there's so much to explore and so much. Anytime you see something in the scripture, so you're doing your, your study That's or your devotional. Anything that like sounds weird. A little bizarre, a little it. peculiar. Yeah. Like, hmm, the Holy Spirit's telling me something here. Why don't I understand this? Or what does this mean? Or where's Jesus in this, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much you can just unpack with everything. Remember, there's no filler. There's no fluff in the Bible. It's really all there by... you really giving away my devotional, aren't you? I know. I'm, this is all fresh in my mind because Melana <laughs> references a lot of this in, in her uh, study on Ruth. But I'm like, man, this is this is good stuff. Anyways, that's just a few, I think, stories. We, we kind of wanted to rapid fire this um, to not belabor. But just to give you guys some points of encouragement and to 
motivate you to look in the scripture yourself and see what else is there. I mean, it's full, chock full of just these gems and these jewels and treasures of encouragement and wisdom and insight. So we just wanted to give you a few basic ideas with Job and Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, with Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. And And then, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to share some healthy habits and more like practical things um, that I think would be really helpful and encouraging to you guys during this time. Um, Because I frequent, like I work from home. So for me, honestly, not that much has changed. But I've had to really learn throughout the years of how to work from home Mm -hmm. and not go stir crazy because. Yeah, kind of have a leg up in this case. Because a lot of people are used to going to an office or used to going out somewhere and Mm -hmm. you're kind of, and I I know myself, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like Ricky Bobby. Like, I I don't know what to do with my hands (laughs) when I'm just sitting at home. You know, I want to do like home stuff or not work, but then I'm like, no way I have to like task switch in my mind to go to work mode. So Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people are in that spot and that'll be really helpful. I think to share some more practical side of things too, as we're, unpacking some theological encouragement but before you share those honey we do want to thank our friends over at clearly filtered for sponsoring today's podcast if you don't know clearly filtered is a new way to think about water filtration their breakthrough affinity filtration technology reinvents the way water filters work by capturing and destroying over 230 chemicals contaminants and toxins commonly found in tap water most water filters only focus on making your water taste better which isn't a bad thing, but clearly filtered does that and it makes your water healthier by removing hundreds of toxins and also keeping the beneficial minerals in your water. So it's a win across the board. No other water pitcher filter removes more contaminants and at a higher rate than clearly filtered. A great thing about clearly filtered is all their filters are made right here in the U.S., and they offer all different types of filtration systems. They have a filtered water pitcher, kind of like a standard jug you would just put in your fridge, uh, a three-stage under-sink system that plugs directly into your water line, under your kitchen, into your sink and faucet, as well as a universal fridge filter and multiple filtered water bottles and even filtered shower heads if you have a lot of uh, like hard water and a lot of stuff that's maybe not getting filtered through your shower head and you know, if you're trying to take showers a lot like Milan and me, because we're not this like nicest smelling people naturally. Um, excuse me. You're going to want to make sure that you're getting the right uh, filtration with your shower as well. I really love the water bottles. I'm using it right now, actually. And uh, it's great. You can actually taste a difference in the water. And I'm actually using it from our filter from our fridge and then filtering it again with clearly filtered. And I taste a difference as opposed to not using it. Uh, It's also great because if you're into hiking and camping, you're trying to get outdoors more or just be overall healthier. Like right now, health is number one for everybody in the world. And it could just start with something as simple as filtering your water and making sure you keep all those bad contaminants out. But if you're interested, you can get 20% off your new clearly filtered system with code house at checkout. And this is a great investment for you and your family right now especially in light of everything going on in the world. So I wouldn't sleep on it if I were you. So if you think it's time to get a real water filter, one that actually removes the hundreds of contaminants in tap water, then visit clearlyfiltered.com slash house and use the coupon code house and you'll get 20% off 
your new filtered water system. They ship throughout the U.S. for free, and they have a 30-day risk-free guarantee and then a lifetime warranty on all of their filtered systems. Again, that's clearlyfiltered.com slash house. So, honey, tell us some of those healthy habits you have for this whole quarantine season, Mm -hmm. things that we can kind of pair up with our Bible reading. Yes. What are some things we can do practically? Okay, so I think it's super important to kind of start with like a good morning because the morning honestly sets the tone for the rest of your day. Like the other day, my sister woke up later than normal. I don't know if she slept through her alarm or something, but like she kept saying like, oh, I'm so mad I woke up later in the day because I'm not able to get as much stuff done. Like I feel like I need to catch up for the day and I totally relate to her. I don't know if you guys are like this too. I also am more of a morning person. So for me, like my mornings are really important. But first little tip I have for you guys is do something productive within the first five minutes of your day. So it doesn't have to be like you have to like jog 15 miles, like something little, like making your bed, maybe starting laundry, putting your clothes away, reading your Bible, something, something small within those first five minutes of you waking up will really help set the tone for the rest of your day. For me, it's making our bed. So as whenever we wake up and get up, I always just make the bed right away. I bet there's tons of studies out there about making your bed and how good that is for you. But I promise you, especially during quarantine, if you're not big on making your bed, do it when you are in quarantine. A lot of like military buddies I know that they'd be up at like 4 or 4.30 in the morning. They said like the first thing to do is make their bed and then hit some pull-ups or Mm push-ups. And that was like a a ritual, like a routine. So that's just something you start off, you've already done something to create order and purpose in something as small as just making your bed Mm -hmm. like anybody could do that right might not look the nicest like if i'm doing it but (laughs) i mean i mean it doesn't look good when i do it i'm not saying like it might not look as good as properly fluff the pillows yeah melana comes through she grabs she kind of pinches it does like this little pinching motion shake it off and then she kind of just plops it and then she's like, like slices. Yeah. Samurai. That's the word I was looking for. I said like 10 times. But samurai like slices the middle of it. And it makes it like this pretty peak. Yeah. It looks like something out of a Pinterest picture. Go figure. <laughs> Next thing is try not to check your phone. I know it's so hard to do this. I am horrible at this. Yeah. This one is really hard to do. Do it if you absolutely need to, but limit it to text messages or any urgent emails. Try to avoid going on social media because we all know that social media is a big old rabbit hole of watching story after story, swipe after swipe. It's so addicting. Yes. Especially with looping things like TikTok. Yeah. It's really easy to like let the five seconds of you trying to just check it turn into a good 15 minutes of you looking through everyone's story. And like, that is not the first thing that you need going through your mind. So try to avoid it as much as possible. Second thing, spend time in the word or doing a devotional or spend time in prayer. Do something like that in the morning. I've always been the type of person that likes to spend their time with the Lord in the morning. I know some people like to do it at night, but for me, I don't know. It just, it really sets the mood for the rest of my day and really helps me think more like a Christ lens, like a Christian You're lens. More Christian because you wake up early and spend your time <laughs> with the Lord first and that's thing what, in the morning. that's what Jesus did. Jesus was always up before the sun. Yeah, but remember we went over this. What? In the Hebrew 
culture, especially ancient. Are you saying I'm wrong? There was evening and then morning the first day. There was evening and then morning the second day. Their day started at sundown and went to sunup. Oh, so you read it at night? I mean, they maybe not. Maybe I I take that back. That might not be exactly true. But uh, as far as like when their day started and stopped. But I know like the evening was considered like the beginning of the day. So, yeah. See, this is why I'm mad at you. (laughs) So (laughs) all that to say, if you do like a 7 p.m. Bible study, then or would that be like. Yeah, somewhere around that time, whenever the sun goes down. Okay, well. Then that's the beginning of the day. Shameless plug here. If you don't know what to do join us on my seven day devotional (laughs) this would be like a really good time for you to do that but you you don't have to do that you can just read where you've been reading just spend time with prayer something to kind of just set the mood for the rest of your day all right so that's more of like morning stuff now moving on to more like work related things that are a little bit more practical um have a designated spot to work do not work in your bed or your bedroom or the bathroom. I don't know what anyone would work in the bathroom, but like don't work in your bed. Have like a designated desk or a designated spot in the house where you have designated to work and you work there during those hours. And then if you're not there, you're not working. It may sound very simple, but for your brain and just for you and your own sanity, if you work in that spot, you associated work with it. If you sleep somewhere, you associate it with sleep. So don't mix the two because then you're just going to, it's not going to feel right. Um, so I think that's super important and also have like designated work hours. Jordan always makes fun of me for this, but I always say I work nine to five. <laughs> Obviously I don't really work nine to five. Like, I used to make there's fun of no you. one that like tells me I have to be doing something at nine and someone telling me I need to end at five. Like you're not punching a clock. Yeah. Those yeah. are hours that I made up for myself to keep myself on a schedule Um, And then I also have like a lunch break during the middle. So give yourself designated work hours. It doesn't have to be nine to five, but I'm assuming like it's better if it is nine to five because that's when others are working. And back when I was a corrections officer many, many moons ago, I remember being there at the jail and it's a tough gig. You got to understand like dealing with inmates and keeping order and things like that. I don't think you have ever shared that you did that. Oh, yeah, I did for very briefly. I think it was like eight months, nine months. Yep. Um, My hat off to those guys that make a career out of it. It's just not for me. It takes a special person, and I did not have the resilience. But anyways, I remember being there. One of the senior officers said to me, young man, you always take your lunch. And I was like, yes, sir. (laughs) So I just always, I don't, I mean, it wasn't the greatest story, but. I'm just highlighting what you said about taking a lunch break. It just yeah. always stuck with me. Yes. It's like no matter what's going on, there could be a fight in the jail. Well, in that case, you're you're probably not taking a lunch break, but always make time to eat and just kind of wind down and take a pause, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, also, always create a rough schedule for each day. So basic things that you need to get done. It doesn't have to be like super in depth, but I always separate personal and work uh, stuff. So I always will write down like when I have my doctor's appointments or, well, I was going to say Alethea's like swim classes and all of that, but most of those have been canceled. But I always make sure to write those down because if I only write my work-related things, I don't do my personal things. I have missed three baby appointments now. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but I just like keep forgetting to go. Do you remember? I've missed the last three appointments. How my doctor is okay with that? I don't know, but she's been very sweet about it. But like, if I don't write it down, I completely forget it. So write down. Yeah. Also, go outside every day. Go for a bike ride. Go for a walk, skating, something. Get fresh air with all of us being inside. And this is okay with quarantine, unless it's not in your community. But most of them, I'm pretty sure you're still allowed to go outside. Yeah, comply with your um your state or yeah your your codes and all that but ours still allows us to go to parks and being outside some parks are closed but obviously like walking your dogs or just like getting some l- fresh really air large leisurely areas. things yeah yeah so just get some fresh air go outside get that vitamin d get the sun um okay and then last thing is exercise and the i feel like the walks don't count okay um, do some type of exercise. I have been doing workouts. I've been doing them on my phone. I have a new app that Your I've been parents using. use like laundry detergent jugs and rice bags. Yeah. My and parents like dripping do- sweat. Yeah. Doing these workouts. It's like you mm-hmm. can get creative and innovative. Yes. Yeah. There's so many like at home workouts that you can do with like random things around the house with your child. Like there's so many things that you do. So can't encourage you guys enough to just move your body get some exercise and just have like that separate time of like work and then like fun related things. Since we can't do so many fun related things, exercising, going on walks, those are other options that we also have that's not off limits. And if you guys want, I can do like a more full depth tutorial, not tutorial, but like full depth video on um, just healthy habits to build while during this time and just in general, just for life. Because this applies for life too. And my thing is, if we all come out of this quarantine unchanged, that's going to be a problem. I think that's impossible to some, like, like, what do you mean unchanged? I think everybody's going to be changed after this because of this. Mm. What do you mean by? Like, if we all come out of this and go back to doing exactly what we were doing before. I see what you're saying. Like, I really hope that this is a time for us to grow in so many different ways that coming out of this, we will just be, be so much better learn. on the other side. Yes. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, honey, I think that's great. I really appreciate you giving some tips and practical healthy habits that we can implement as as we're kind of stuck in pent up anyways. It's a great time to start implementing some healthy habits. So uh, in closing, we do want to pray for those who around the world are feeling some major weight of all of this. Um like I mentioned earlier, there's 6.6 million people just in the United States filing for unemployment. And actually, a very, very dear friend of mine called me the other day and mentioned that he was let go from his company and he was there 30-something years. Uh, he was one of like the founding uh, employees there. I think he was like the fourth person to get hired or something. But um not going to say his name just to respect his privacy, but I'm going to pray for him and for all of us um, around the world even who are experiencing such hardship right now, kind of like what's going on. Um, we want to reach out to you and extend our our love and our support and and know that the Lord is in control. So I'll pray for us real quick and then honey, you can wrap us up and we'll be good. Father God, I just come to you with a little bit of uncertainty and anxiety. Um, I think all of us kind of feel that way to some extent. God, we know that you are always in control, that only you can bring us peace and comfort and joy that lasts forever. 
You can handle anything. There's nothing too big for you. Your hand is not too short to reach, nor is your ear too dull to hear us. And God, we just ask that you heal us. You heal our hearts. You heal our lands. Um, you heal our, our bodies. After all of this, like Melana said, Lord, that we're changed for the better, um, that we can start to uh, see what was intended for bad, you can now transform and use for good. And I pray that many will come to know you through your son, Jesus Christ, through this time. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. Yes, guys, don't forget to also share when you're listening to our podcast. If you put it on your Instagram story and tag us, um, you have a chance to win some coffee. So let us know what you liked about the episode or what you like about the podcast when you share that. Um, We pick five to ten people every week, so free coffee for posting a story. Not a bad, not, not a bad idea. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we hope you have a blessed weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye.